Chapter 37 of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alex Caraz. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Hereward Carrington. Chapter 37 Snares and Pitfalls to Avoid. The cautious student of psychics who desires to progress along the right lines scientifically and mathematically must be on his guard against all possible sources of delusion and error which may creep into his development, so he may never mistake the false for the true or spurious phenomena for the genuine. A few sources of error and some of the mistakes which the psychic student is apt to make will be pointed out in this chapter, together with the means and methods of guarding against them. First of all, do not be too credulous of the phenomena you receive and accept. If you have a chill or a nervous twitch, do not assume that this is some message or a touch from a spirit hand. It may be so, but you must receive good proof of the fact before accepting it. Should you be too credulous and accept all such incidents as genuine phenomena, you will soon be led away so far that you will become unbalanced in your point of view. The Over-Negative Condition in your development, do not be too negative. Hold the mind always centered and conscious, as I have said, and keep the center of yourself always active. It is only safe to abandon this in very advanced studies. Do not be too negative in your daily life or accept the advice which spirits or mediums give you to the exclusion of all else. You should reason in such matters thus. An intelligence has offered me certain advice. If that person were yet alive and offered me the same advice, would I take it? You should accept the advice of spirits as you would that of human beings who are merely spirits still in the flesh. In other words, as so often pointed out before in previous chapters, use your own judgment and discrimination on all messages received. If the messages are of an erratic nature, such as those which ask you to give up your position, go on a long journey, etc., you should be most cautious and only accept such advice after you have fully proved to your own satisfaction that it is wise and beneficial. Abuse of the Sixth Sense Do not depend upon your sixth sense until you have exhausted the senses you already possess. If you refuse to let these work, you can hardly suppose that help and assistance will come from outside. No, seed will not grow in a soil that is not prepared, neither will spiritual help be planted in your mental soil if you have not worked to prepare it for the spiritual influx. As a rule, our own individual spirit is the best guide. We must consult this first. After that, if you seek additional advice and help, this may often be obtained from wise and experienced psychics, but I cannot too strongly warn the student against accepting the advice of poorly developed mediums, either professional or amateur. On changing mediums and circles, it is not a good thing to change developing mediums if this can be avoided. If you have found one medium who can assist you to develop and who is apparently doing so helpfully and rightly, Stick to him through thick and thin until his advice or help fails you. The mixture of magnetism which is introduced with change of developing mediums may be at times very harmful. The same thing may be said of circles. Once a circle of sitters is formed, the same group should sit night after night, and it is not at all a good practice to allow strangers constantly to intrude into the circle and take the places of others. If changes must be made, let one at a time assume the place of the absent sitter and let him sit thoroughly familiar with the surroundings and conditions before a second change is made. 
You would be wise to mistrust names of important historical persons if they appear in your own speech or writing, or if they are obtained at seances. Our natural vanity may lead us to hope and expect that such personages may be present, but there is evidence that in many cases lying spirits have taken the place of those whose names they gave. In this connection, it may be said that the historical personages are not, as a rule, most desirable. The best help and the greatest teachings have been obtained from simple people who are now on the other side. Sensitivity and Mediumship Do not try from the first to develop as a medium. Try rather to cultivate your own psychic powers and strengthen your own inner nature. After you have developed psychically and spiritually in this way, you'll be far better enabled to receive and transmit genuine mediumistic messages. Better enabled also to interpret them, better able to withstand the strain of mediumship and run far less danger of obsession and other unpleasant symptoms which badly developed mediums are likely to encounter. Cultivate your psychic self, therefore, and after this has been truly trained, begin to train your mediumistic powers. Be on the lookout for evil and lying spirits who will constantly deceive you if you are not prepared for them and remain too open and receptive. Study your own phenomena and endeavor to disengage genuine psychic and mediumistic manifestations from those due to your own subconscious mind. This is an excellent and very helpful practice which will prove useful to you as you progress. Do not assume that all figures which you see are spirits. They may be thought forms, doubles, etheric bodies, or imaginary creations of your own. Things a Psychic Should Avoid you can only learn to disentangle this wonderful chain and separate the true from the false after months and perhaps years of study, observation, and experiment. Above all, remember that symbolic figures and representations must be interpreted symbolically and should never be accepted as representing the truth as it actually exists. One of the great dangers to the amateur medium, as before explained, is that of extending his symbolic, intuitive impressions beyond the proper point. If he stated only what was given him, he would usually be right, but if he endeavors to interpret them himself, find their explanations, etc., he very often goes wrong. Do not hang on too long, so to say, to the impressions and images you perceive. Let them float before you in space, seeing and analyzing them as they pass. Do not endeavor to hold them to you by the power of your mind. If you do so, they will not only vanish and disappear, but you will be unable to retain the impression you receive, and quite possibly the power of perceiving these images which you now possess will become less and less and gradually leave you. Always remember that psychic phenomena of this character cannot be commanded. They can only be sought and welcomed when they appear. In other words, they are spontaneous and not experimental phenomena. How to Distinguish the True from the False if you constantly make use of your own judgment and critical faculty in studying the phenomena which you develop or those which you may observe in others, you will build up within yourself two things. One of these is the power of judging, that is the ability to perceive the true from the false, and which above all else is what you as a psychic desire. It is difficult to explain the difference in words, but as nearly as possible it may be said that these phenomena which are innately true carry with them a sense of conviction, a feeling of warmth and familiarity, and we feel them as part of ourselves. The other phenomena, although occurring in our own minds, will seem to us cold, strange, and extraneous, 
and when once this power to distinguish between the two types of phenomena has been developed, you have taken one of the most important forward steps that is possible for any psychic to take. Many mediums, indeed, never reach this state. Their mediumship is chaotic. It has never been developed on rational, progressive lines. But if you have done so, you may rest assured that you are not only a genuine and true medium, but you have passed through the early stages and danger zones which so often beset the student in the early stages of development. How to Guard Against Outside Influence The second important step which the student takes after he has once passed this stage is that while he will be sensitive and receptive to telepathic clairvoyant and other forms of perception, and also to spirits both in and out of the body, he will be practically impervious to harmful or malicious thoughts and influences which may be impelled against him not only on this sphere, but by the spirit world as well. If a trance clairvoyant during a state of ecstasy leaves his body and wanders off into space without having previously gained sufficient knowledge and hence control of the situation, he is liable to be blown hither and thither, figuratively speaking, like a soap bubble by the breezes, and will be open to impressions from all sources. These he may not feel or know at the time, but he may carry these back with him into his body, and afterwards they may affect him to the detriment of his own mental and spiritual health. In other words, he has not learned to protect himself while severed from the body as he can while in it. This is one of the greatest dangers which the advanced psychic is liable to encounter, and at the same time, after he has once learned the secret of protecting himself in this manner, he may be assured that thenceforward his progress will be most marked and rapid not only in psychic and mediumistic development, but in the spirit world after he has entered it permanently at death. The Value of Psychic Development to the Individual Psychic development is, therefore, of inestimable worth, if rightly cultivated for the rapid progression of the individual human spirit, just as much as the same power badly employed is harmful to the human spirit, both here and hereafter. It all depends on the manner in which these forces and powers have been cultivated and are utilized. And while too much cannot be said against their improper use, a great deal may be said in favor of their proper application and development in the right direction. It is my hope that every reader of this book will develop himself along the right lines, and that he may receive help, advice, and encouragement at all stages of his spiritual unfoldment, both here and hereafter. End of chapter 37 Recording by Alex Caraz, New York.